Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, and we've reached the end of the 10th week since Pentecost. Today we continue reading Mark's Gospel. Though we may have heard Jesus' story many times, we are trying to listen with fresh ears to what Jesus says and what Jesus does, and by doing so we pray that the Spirit would deepen our faith and our understanding of who Jesus is and what he has done for us. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light, and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 8th chapter, beginning this morning with the 31st verse. Then Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples, and he said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation Of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in glory, in the glory of his Father, with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. There it is. The real secret is now out in the open. And everything has changed for the disciples. Jesus has now explained that he must go to Jerusalem, be rejected by the elders, crucify, die, and after three days rise again. Peter is shocked and horrified, but who can blame him? 
Since Peter confessed his belief in Jesus as God's Messiah, he would not expect crucifixion, but instead he would be looking for the, the restoration or liberation of his people and the renewal of God's kingdom for God's people, a place for them within this world, even a place for them to rule the world in place of the Romans. He was expecting an end to and a redemption from the exile. Crucifixion, however, was how would-be liberators met their end at the hand of the Romans. Crucifixion was the way the Romans kept the peace. Crucifixion was the humiliating assertion of Roman power and dominance. It's the exact opposite of their hope when they began following Jesus. So now Jesus issues an invitation to the disciples on different terms. It's maybe a renewal of their time of discipleship. From here on, discipleship is following Jesus in the way of the cross, of entering into his death and the loss of this world for the sake of receiving life and gaining the kingdom. Of course, what will it profit anyone to gain the whole world and lose their soul? Things instead in following Jesus, will move the opposite direction. We, of course, as Christians, know and trust that Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sin, to take away our sin, to be the one put in our place. But looking around, it seems that we have failed to notice that the cross is also the end of any kind of nationalistic dreams for the disciples. Our old sinful nature meets its end and dies with Christ on the cross. And part of that old sinful nature also includes the nationalistic hopes of all Jesus' disciples. That's why Peter and his fellow disciples must now set their mind not on the things of human beings, but on the things of God. Can we trust God to give us new hopes and dreams, new hopes and dreams for us and for this world? Can we trust that the dreams that God will give us and the hope and vision that he will place before us in Christ will exceed all that we can hope or imagine for life in this world? Can we trust him enough to let everything in this world go so that we could receive it back as a gift from God. If we trust in the Lord and follow in the way of the cross. In the solemn invitation is also a promise of great joy, the promise of eternal life. It is the promise of resurrection and the promise of vindication for our faith and commitment to Jesus and his way. Discipleship, even in the way of the cross, or especially in the way of the cross, has its rewards, for Jesus will rise again, and Jesus will come again in glory. And in that day, we will see the wisdom of God's way. and We will revel and rejoice and sing praises to God for the wisdom of the cross. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel, you have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
Through your holy prophets you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation. For the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness. For the gifts of relationship with others. For the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful Merciful God, of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who are sick, for those who are bereaved, for those who are afflicted. We pray for people who live in countries ravaged by strife or warfare or beset by illness. We pray for all who are working to bring healing to light, that are working to save people from sickness and disease. We pray for all who are striving to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. We pray especially for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.